The Productive Woman, Episode 28. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, we'll be talking about starting well and starting over and sharing a few thoughts about how to recover when things don't turn out the way you'd planned. You'll find links and information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 28. You can also find information there about how you can nominate the Productive Woman and other Noodle Mix Network podcasts in the 10th Podcast Awards. So be sure to check that out. Nominations close this week, so if you've been planning to help nominate us, now's the time. I really appreciate your support. Before I get into the main topic for this episode, I wanted to share a tool of the week. And I haven't been doing that every week because I don't want to just, you know, have it every week just for the sake of having it. I'm going to do it periodically when I find something that I think is pretty cool that you might be interested in. Same thing with the tip of the week. We started out doing that every week, but it's going to be just a now and then thing when I have something in particular to share that I think will be useful or interesting to you. So this week, there is a tool of the week, and it's called the Clean Computer Calendar from Single Hop. And there'll be a link to some information in the show notes about Single Hop and what they do, and also a link where you can actually download a copy of this calendar. It's just a little one pager. And it's intended to solve a particular problem, and that's if your computer hard drive is, you know, overloaded with stuff to the point that you're running out of memory, your computer's running slowly because it takes it, it, there's so much stuff on there, and maybe you don't have a system in place for organizing the stuff you have there, so you have a hard time finding documents when you need them. Well, the Clean Computer Calendar is a one-page, just a calendar page, a three-week that outlines a three-week process for cleaning up, organizing, and backing up the documents and materials on your computer. And it's just, uh, you know, little tasks that you can do one each day, or you could spread it out over a longer period than three weeks, of course, but they have it set up that it's three weeks where week one is organization and you have a task, uh, one task each day for five days out of that week that over time, the, the point of the process is to clean up, get rid of the, the stuff that c- accumulates on your computer hard drive, documents you've saved that you don't need anymore, and then you know you go through clean it up, delete it. Once you've gotten rid of the stuff you don't need, then it takes you through the process of organizing the things that you keep in a way that makes sense to you so that you can find the stuff that you need, and then finding a backup solution and getting that in place so you don't lose that important stuff that you've decided to keep. So that's the Clean Computer Calendar from Single Hop. And again, you'll find a link where you can get information about Single Hop. They're a, they're a cloud storage solution that you can check out. Uh, that'll be in the show notes, as well as a link where you can download your own copy of this Clean Computer Calendar. 
and it looks pretty cool. It's a, a pretty pretty simple process for doing this. All of that will be in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 28. So check it out. If you use it, if you like it, um, shoot me an email and let me know what you think. So that's the tip of the week. Now into the the main topic of this week, and it's this is going to be just some some thoughts that I've had. Um, you know, we, we've just as I'm recording this, it's the first Wednesday in February of 2015, February 4th, and I, I just keep thinking. It seems like the older I get, the faster time passes. The first month of 2015 is already behind us, and we're into February already, and it just seems like the year is you know, is off to a running start and time is flying. And so, you know, for me, the beginning of a month uh, is, is kind of a time to, to think, all right, how are we doing? And so, you know, my question for you is how is your year going so far? We've gotten through the first month. Have you accomplished the things you wanted to so far? Do you feel like you're on track? Do you need to make any adjustments? It's, it's not too late. Every day is a chance to start over and get get back on track on the plan and the pro, uh, the process that you want to do to accomplish the things you care about. You know, I like a lot of people see January first as a as a pretty important date. It marks that new beginning, the beginning of the year, and and we we go into that thinking. A lot of us, not all of us, but a lot of us think, all right, we're you know I'm making these these resolutions or whatever that I'm, that we're doing to get the year off to a good start. And, you know, statistically, most people don't keep their new, new year's resolutions. They don't even last through the end of January, but, but there is no magic in that January one day, any day uh, can be a new beginning. You can start your new year or that new initiative, that new plan any day you want to. There's a guy named Mike Vardy, who has a website the, called the productivityist.com. Um, and, and there'll be a link in the show notes. He, he actually starts his year on Groundhog Day. And he has written a post about it at uh, theproductivityist.com. And I'll put a link in the show notes. And I encourage you to check that out because he makes a real good case for not making a big deal out of that January 1st. And he talks about why he chooses Groundhog Day as the date that he's going to, that his new year begins and what he does during the month of January, which of course has already passed. But the point is you can start wherever you are, whatever day you are. So there'll be a link in the show notes to that article. Check that out. That, uh, that I found that kind of interesting and encouraging. So wherever we are on February 4th as I'm recording this and whatever day it is when you're listening to it, that can be a day that we begin our new plan. Our, we start over heading towards accomplishing our goals. One of the things that I've been thinking about, and it's interesting that this all happened right around the same time at the end of January, has to do with the Super Bowl. And don't don't turn me off if you're not a football fan because this is not going to be a, a, a episode about football. I'm a limited sort of football fan. I watch when the Dallas Cowboys play because I live in Dallas or in North Texas. And I watch when the Seattle Seahawks play because I grew up in Western Washington. So that was kind of the team there. 
and that's it. I don't really watch any other games if, if one of those two, two teams aren't playing. Since the Seattle Seahawks did make it to the Super Bowl again this year, I watched that. And, and if you, you know, if you were watching or aware, of course, it was a big deal because it was the second year in a row they'd made it there. There was, a, a, there were a lot of people watching it. Um, there were, uh, it was a big deal for them to make it there. The Patriots were the opposing team and they, they had won three previous Super Bowls. It was a big deal. Lots of people watching. I was one of those many people watching that game, watched it uh, all the way through to the end and was absolutely shocked by the ending. If you were watching, you know, if you've seen the news, you know, in the last less than 30 seconds to play, one yard from the end zone, victory in their grasp, and yet... Um, you know, the story is, of course, the quarterback, they, they tried to play that nobody thought they would do. The quarterback threw the ball to uh, an unexpected person, uh, unexpected to the rest of them. He was doing, I guess, what the coach told him to do. And the Patriots um, intercepted that pass, took the ball back, and the Seahawks lost by four points. And it was shocking. It was stunning. So the culmination of a year of work and effort and dreams and success in their case ended in a spectacular failure witnessed by well over 100 million people. I read that, it, that the, this year's Super Bowl was the most watched TV show in U.S. history. So hundred way over a hundred million people watched them lose in a very spectacular and and shocking fashion and i i watching that and i, I was thinking that about the agony the agony of being so close they were a yard away from victory seconds away from victory and i've thought about it a lot since seeing that. I, I woke up the next morning thinking, you know, I'll bet that team would love to have those few seconds back. They'd love to rethink that play call. They'd love to have that one pass back. That The if-onlys must have been, must still be agonizing because it's only a few days ago that this happened. You you have to think that they they're one second guessing everything. If only they'd made another call. If only the intended receiver of that ball had taken one step differently and gotten to the ball before the other guy did. Lots of if onlys. It was as I said a spectacular and very visible and public loss for them. The bigger context of that, though, for me, isn't about football at all. Because as I thought about what happened and how those team members must be feeling, I also thought, you know, don't we all have a moment or two in our lives that we'd like to relive and do differently? You know, don't we all have a decision we'd like to change, hindsight being 2020? Don't we all have maybe one particular action that we'd like to undo? Split second events can make a world of difference in our lives. One tiny difference, one tiny change, doing one tiny thing differently can change the course of events, not just in a football game, but in our day-to-day -day lives. 
I, I know so many people I've had, uh, over the course of my life that I've had conversations with of, of, in some cases, catastrophic events that turned on a split second in time. And the thing is, we don't usually get do-overs. It's in our nature to look back at that and think, oh, if I could just, oh, if I could just get back there and do, do that differently, just change that one little thing and, and my life would be so different or my day would be different, whatever. We don't usually get those do-overs. But the longer we live and the more we realize, I say we, certainly I, the, more, the longer I live, the more I realize two things. Everybody makes mistakes. And in some cases, they're spectacular mistakes. But number two, mistakes don't have to ruin our lives. You know, they say, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. But honestly, that's only true if we choose to grow and, and gain strength from some of the things that happen to us or that we do to ourselves. And so what I wanted to talk about just a little bit in this episode um, was some thoughts about how do we recover from our own failures or, or when something doesn't turn out the way we hoped. It's not always necessarily a failure, although if you're like me, you know, we tend to look at ourselves and think of it as a failure, even when it's not really something we could have controlled or made any different. But what are some things, some steps to take, to, some thoughts to think, some ways of, of approaching it so that when things, when we fail, when things don't turn out the way we'd planned or the way we'd hoped, it doesn't have to derail us permanently, but that we can grow, get stronger, and move forward in a, in a positive way. And so I guess the thoughts that came to me, and this is, you know, there's nothing scientific about this. this these are just some thoughts that I had in, in pondering not just what happened to the Seahawks at the 2015 Super Bowl, but things that have happened in my life that I've spent way too much time agonizing over the regret of, oh, if I could just just re have a redo. So what are some things that you can do? What are, to me, the first thing is just take a breath, get some perspective. Maybe it, even things that feel catastrophic and terrible and permanent and forever and awful at the time, probably with, with time and perspective, maybe they're not as bad as we're feeling they are right now. I mean, if nothing else, we can take some comfort in the fact that it's highly unlikely that our failures will ever be witnessed by 100 million plus people all around the world. So, you know, there's some comfort to be found there. You know, the second thing is certainly to, to let yourself feel whatever you're feeling. It doesn't necessarily do us any good to stuff our feelings down and... and and not not let ourselves and, and and feel guilty and not allow ourselves to feel whatever it is and i can't even imagine the feelings that must have gone through russell wilson that quarterback's mind when he saw that pass get intercepted and the coach's mind when he saw that play just fall apart on them Whatever our feelings are, they are, and we're human and we're entitled to feel however we feel, whether it's regret or anger or frustration or 
you know, whatever it is, let yourself feel what you're feeling, but then move on from it and not wallow in it. And certainly this is the third thought I have, and this is a lesson I still need to learn. Stop beating yourself up. Everybody makes mistakes. Nobody's perfect. That's a cliche, but it's true. And we, a lot of times as women, we say those words, well, nobody's perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. But somewhere deep in our gut, in our soul, we believe it shouldn't be true of us. We are not entitled to make mistakes. And if we make mistakes, that's evidence of something fundamentally wrong with us or our character or whatever. I, you know, the, the lies we tell ourselves about the things that we do and the mistakes we made make. Um, so, you know, take the breath, get some perspective, feel the feelings, but don't beat yourself up about it. And, and the fourth thing I thought of is stop looking for someone to blame that's, there's something in us as human beings that we, we, we like to blame somebody. And we've certainly seen that in the aftermath of the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm using the football analogy because it's easier than talking about, you know, one of my own personal failures. And let me just tell you, there've been a few. Um, it, but it's an illustration of what we uh, what happens in our own lives and the way we react to the things that happen in our lives. Everybody wants to talk about this football game and blame somebody and point a finger. I, I, I think at some point we just have to stop looking for someone to blame. It's not productive. It doesn't matter who's at fault. What happened, happened. And, and that includes not blaming yourself. You can accept it. You can own it if it's something you did wrong that led to the result you didn't want. But blame is counterproductive. It doesn't solve anything. It doesn't move us forward. There's not really any satisfaction to be gained in blaming somebody. So to me, that's, that's an important component of getting something positive out of a failure or a you know, when things don't turn out the way we wanted them to. And finally, look for the lesson. That's kind of the last thing. To, to turn something negative into a positive, look for the lesson. There is always something to be learned from even the biggest flop. And so the steps may, there, there's a number of steps in, in, finding what that lesson might be that could help you move forward and grow as a person or as a, you know, if it's a professional failure, professional flop to grow in your profession, the steps, you know, evaluate the situation, what led to it. And, and this is not the same thing as figuring out who to blame. Cause again, I just, it doesn't matter who's at fault. It's, but evaluate the situation itself. Was there, if if it's if it was a project you were working on or something you'd committed yourself to that went badly was it because you were unprepared is you know can you prepare differently next time did you overreach were you trying to do something that's beyond your capabilities at this point were you unrealistic in in what you could accomplish is there something that the point of this is not again to point blame or to beat up on yourself but to turn it into a positive and say, is there something you could do differently to get another outcome? Or should you change the goal, the objective, the project, the plan, whatever, change that itself? 
that takes some thought, that might take some time to get some perspective uh, before you can look at it in an objective way. And uh, one thing you can do uh, to that to maybe help with that process is get some supportive but honest and objective feedback from someone you trust. Because sometimes another perspective helps. Sometimes we're too close to the situation we're in the middle of to be able to see a different outcome, to be able to see any good in this, whatever this thing is that happened, this project that didn't pan out, whatever. So finding someone in your life that you can talk to that will be honest and objective, but supportive and kind can make all the difference in you being uh, the thing haunting you for the rest of your life. Or on the other hand, being something that you can grow and be better from and that you can move forward from in a positive direction. So look for the lesson. It's, it's there. And sometimes, sometimes the lesson is that we learn from a failure, a flop, a, a situation, a disappointment even. Sometimes the lesson we learn is that we're stronger than we know. And I would bet that that's a lesson we can always learn. I would be willing to bet money um, that you are stronger than you know. So look for that lesson, if nothing else. The bottom line is that whether our failures are big or small, private or very, very public, they are hard to take and hard to get over and hard to move forward into building that productive life that, we, uh, that matters. But at the end of it all, we need to remember that today is a new day. There are new choices to be made. We can't ever change the past, but we can always make a better future. And sometimes a single moment can change everything for the better. So what do you think? I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. Please feel free to ask questions, share your thoughts by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 28. You can scroll down to the comments section uh, and leave your thoughts there. I, I, as I've said before, I'm always really happy to hear from you. Your suggestions, your thoughts, your ideas are very, very welcome to me. So if there's someone you, uh, something you'd like me to talk about, someone you'd like me to have as a guest, I have some great guests coming up in the, in the coming weeks I'm really excited about. There are a number, just let me know. There's a number of ways you can reach me. If you want to start or participate in a public conversation about these topics, you can share your questions or your thoughts in the comment section of the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 28, or you can post on the Productive Woman's Facebook page. So just search for The Productive Woman. Um, uh, there's a link in the show notes where, that'll take you right there. I monitor and respond to both the comments in the show notes and the Facebook page. So uh, I'm, I'm watching for you. You can always reach me there. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or you can leave a voice message for me by going to theproductivewoman.com and uh, click the little button, and you can just talk into your computer speaker, and it'll send a voice message to me. Uh, nobody will be listening to that but me, and so that's, uh, that, that would be between you and me. 
A couple of things before we wrap up. If you're enjoying the podcast, I would very much appreciate it if you would consider rating and reviewing The Productive Woman in iTunes or Stitcher. Links to subscribe or to rate and review are available in the show notes. And again, that's at theproductivewoman.com slash 28. I I always love hearing from you and I really appreciate honest, uh, hopefully positive, but most important, honest reviews. I, I guess I would say if you have a criticism or a critique, I would love it if you would just email that to me so I can learn and grow and get uh, better and, and, and more helpful to you. I want to thank a couple of people who've uh, given me some very nice feedback this week. Thank you to Sarah Louise Baggett for a very nice comment on Facebook. Sarah said, Laura, I discovered your podcast last week and I love it. I'm listening from across the pond and have started right from episode one. Keep up the good work. Uh, thank you so much, Sarah. And if you're, if you're, uh, I'm assuming from across the pond, you mean from somewhere in England, I would, I'd love it if you'd call, uh, leave a voice message, uh, for, go to the website and leave a voice message because I just love accents. I want to thank also author Anne Matier for a wonderful blog post about the productive woman. I had no idea she was doing this until she posted a link on my Facebook profile. And uh, she wrote just a really supportive and encouraging blog post about the podcast. And among other things, Anne said this. She said, whether you're a busy mom or an on-the-go professional or both, you will appreciate Laura's practical approach to productivity. She speaks from experience and with authenticity that is refreshing. Her topics and tips are just right for the real-world woman. The 30 minutes I spend listening each week encourages me to both stay on task and to evaluate the ways in which I work to get things done. So uh, honestly, it brought it, I, I cried a little. <laughs> um, thank you very much, Anne, for sharing this. Uh, if you'd like to, re- to read the rest of Anne's blog post, uh, you can find it at annematier.com. There'll be a link in the show notes for that. And Anne, by the way, writes wonderful, inspirational, historical fiction. And if you like that kind of novels, check out her books. I recommend them very highly. Um, as I've mentioned in the past, if you are putting together uh, an event for a woman's group, for retreats, those sorts of things, I would love to come and talk with your group about productivity related ideas or other things that might be of interest to your group if that's something that uh, you might be interested in send me an email at feedback at the or you can call me at 972-638-0308 and finally one last pitch a reminder nominations are closing soon for this year's podcast awards which honors podcasts in a variety of categories based on the nominations and votes of listeners so um, as i've mentioned before the productive woman is part of the noodle mix noodle mix network and we would be honored to have your support in the podcast awards so if you've been planning to nominate us you've been thinking oh yeah i want to do that now's the time nominations close this week so you can find out how you can help 
by visiting theproductivewoman.com slash podcast awards. And you can sign up there. We'll send you some instructions on how to nominate and reminders to vote. There in the show notes for this week's episode, there is a video that the director of the Noodle Mix Network did. It's just like two minutes. It kind of explains the process a little bit. So you can check that out as well. That, I think, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope something in it was useful to you. I look forward so much to talking with you again soon. Until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself. And go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network a network of podcasts on a variety of topics. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.